Hi, everyone. This is Alan Bolio, president of ITR Economics. We're going to answer the questions that came in after our webinar. Uh, lots of good questions. Let's get to them and see what we can do. Uh, there are two that related to the Great Depression. Uh, our outlook for, actually, there's more than two related to our 2030 outlook for the Great Depression and whether this was actually likely to bring on a depression because of the pandemic. So the question revolves around, is this it, the one we were talking about for 2030? Uh, the answer is no. And the, and the other questions revolve around, would this accelerate the economic damage because of all this debt? And would that bring in the Great Depression from 2030 to sometime into the future? And the answer is, uh, don't think so. It doesn't seem that way. There's an extraordinary amount of debt that we're taking on and through Congress. And uh, that will indeed add significantly to the national debt. But it only becomes a problem when people who lend money to us think it's a problem. So at the moment, no. And we don't think this is going to last long enough, as you saw from our forecast from the webinar, that this uh, can be a depression of the magnitude that we're talking about for the 2030. So I understand the thought. Uh, this isn't it. And a depression is not going to swing out of this. Related to that was a question about government spending and inflation. Well, that's really a question about the fiat currency being created by the Federal Reserve Board. And um, yes, that certainly has a tendency to create inflation, but not through the near term. Uh, there are a number of questions related to inflation, uh, which means that you have uh, certainly thoughts on your head about the fiat currency and what this can all do. Our forecast actually looks for a disinflation uh, through the next quarter, through uh, the third quarter of this year, and then some mild inflationary pressures in 2021. Not enough uh, to get excited about, a little above the Fed's threshold, um, but not up to 3%. So somewhere between 2 and 3%, probably the upper end of that range, uh, I would guess, and, and actually what we're looking at. So nothing to get excited about. And then, as you know, from our discussion, things calm down, slow down, soften, in 22-23, not a recession, but neither will it produce much in the way of inflation. Uh, we think the seeds are sown for later inflation uh, for the second half of 2025, what we talked about when we were last in person. That just, just fits into that scenario. And related to that question, there was somebody else asked about interest rates. Uh, and somebody else asked about taxation. And I'm going to answer the interest rate question first. Uh, interest rates are obviously extremely soft right now. And they're going to stay very, very weak into the second quarter here in the second quarter of 2020 and through this quarter. Then expect just a mild rise through 2021. Still very low interest rates, still very accommodative to business borrowing, individual borrowing, people who want to buy a car, buy a home, that sort of thing. Businesses who want to expand, buy equipment. You're going to find that interest rates are your friend and they remain your friend through 2021. Uh, and obviously, with a, some softness in 23, you would not expect much in interest rate rise then. And with inflation being below 3%, you would not expect the Fed to want to raise interest rates very much either, since we'll still be on the upswing from this horrific event. So uh, don't get worried about interest rates or inflation through the near term. Now, the taxation question is, is a very interesting one. Uh, normally, you would expect to see increased taxation to pay for all this deficit spending. Normally, but we're living in a period where government seems to believe, and this is both parties, by the way, seem to believe that through modern monetary theory, so-called, that you can borrow as much as you want and it doesn't matter. 
And if that's true, the prevailing wisdom, and it's not wisdom, but the prevailing thought, then there's no need for them to raise taxes on the other side. Should there be a tax hike uh, after the election, which feeds into another question, uh, would we change our forecast because of uh, the election? Well, if there is a change in administration in the White House and the Republicans are not able to hang on to uh, the three Senate seats that they need to in order to remain in control of the Senate, if they lose the Senate, Congress remains in the hands of the Democrats and we have a Democrat in the White House, well, then it may be that we'll see some in, some tax increases in 21. If we see tax increases in 21, that feeds into 22. 22, we already think, will be a soft growth year. Uh, might it be a little worse than that? Yeah, it might be. We'd have to wait and see what kind of tax increase it is and then get back to you on that. A significant tax increase on businesses, more so than on the wealthy, but on businesses, uh, could have a, a, a certainly ding our outlook for the future. So uh, at the very least, ding it. So let's wait and see what happens. Ask me that question again after the election, uh, after they start talking about tax increases, if they do, and then we'll be able to answer that. But it's an astute question. The reality is too early to tell, but certainly there is the potential for dulling the rate of rise in uh, 21 on anticipation and dulling 22 uh, if it's a significant increase. All right. Will we see investment coming back into the United States? And somebody else asked concurrent to that, uh, if I could expand on the manufacturing slide. Uh, sure, be happy to. Through the short term, manufacturing is in recession. We expect that the 12-12 and the 12-month moving average will reach a low in the first quarter of 21. Uh, 2020 is likely to come in 7.1% below uh, 2019. That's a, a serious drop, obviously. We think 21 will see manufacturing end the year 1.7% above 2020. Well, that's not saying much because 2020 is a steep decline. But we do see manufacturing coming back, but not a full recovery until sometime after 2022. Uh, this shutdown and the shutting of businesses you know, is, is a big hurt. And that big hurt has taken a lot of the um, wind out of manufacturing through the near term. But on the longer longer term look, will it bring investment back to the U.S. and U.S. manufacturing? Well, we think so. There's no internal evidence of it as yet because there's been a nice stream coming back to the United States or starting in the United States or foreign direct investment coming into the United States for that purpose for a few years now. And I haven't seen it pick up in activity yet. But logically, you would think U.S. manufacturers would say, you know, that really hurt. Uh, and as they start to source domestically because of that pain, maybe they will source North American uh, as the years go forward. If that happens, obviously good for the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. And one would expect uh, some benefit to, to accrue to the North American region because of that at the expense of Asia or perhaps even Eastern Europe. Will there be a second wave of COVID-19? And if there is, how much will this impact the economic forecast? Um, well, there wasn't really a question so much of the second wave. Will there be one? Uh, I think the assumption was there that it would be one. And there's bound to be some kind of rebound. The question is whether that wave is a tsunami or whether it's just a little swell. It all depends on how it's accounted for. If it's a pretty reasonable second wave where the numbers do not exceed the first go-around, and the media has other things to talk about other than scare the daylights out of people 
it will not impact the forecast. But if government responds as they did this time, and we find that there is a shutdown of businesses and stay at home again, uh, yes, that will impact the forecast. Again, stay tuned on, to us on that one. I wish I could see into the future as to what will happen there. My thought process is it will not be severe enough to want to create that kind of damage again. And in the event that they do not want to create that amount of damage again, then we will not need to change our forecast. Now, investment strategies to best come through this, uh, I took that to mean personal investment strategies. Well, uh, that's a difficult question because I do not want to give you bad advice. I do not know your particular investment position. I don't know your risk tolerance and all the rest of that, whoever asked that question. Uh, contact your professional wealth advisor. Um, we use the ITR optimizer at ITR. Many of us do at ITR. Uh, and that's the investment strategy we're going with. If you go to our website and ask Anne about that, uh, and she can redirect you. Other than that, just because your investment advisor knows you, I would ask that person. As we mentioned in the webinar, statistically, there is a, a good likelihood that we have not seen the bottom yet. So you may want to invest in tranches as we go forward. Uh, there was a, a very rational question about unemployment and reduced salaries and its impact on the economy. Uh, sure, that has an impact on the economy. That's one of the reasons why we have GDP being sluggish in the second half of this year. And if you remember, the rate of rise in the dollars in the third quarter was, was very mild, and in the fourth quarter picked up a little steam. Uh, we've reflected that unemployment and the reduced salaries as well as the stay at home in our retail sales forecast, which has the 12 month moving total moving lower into the first quarter of 21. It's not at all like 2009. Uh, 2009 was three times steeper than what we're thinking about for 2020, but nevertheless, it is a decline. And the question is right on reduced salaries, unemployment, and then um, stay at home will have a lot to do with that. I just looked at the retail sales numbers for the last week and department stores are 36% below year ago levels. Uh, that's going to do a number on profits. And you would think and that might have a significant impact on stock values and earnings and uh, what might follow from that, which is consistent with everything else we've been talking about on this podcast. Uh, is there any industry segment that will thrive in the second half of 2020? Uh, yes, uh, two, food and beverage. If you can sell into the food and beverage world, uh, they're buying. If you cannot, uh, there's just a lot of difficulty ahead except for the defense industry. If you can sell into defense contractors or suppliers to the defense contractors, I think you're going to find some business there. Uh, interesting question on there's a that states there's a drumbeat for China to make uh, reparations. Do I see that happening? The simple answer is no. Uh, I do not see China uh, making that happen. They would be conceding that they're the cause of this and that they somehow are guilty of this, and I just do not see that happening. Nor do I think that there's a China uh, war plan afoot here, that they did all this so that they could become the world's largest economic power. Uh, as we discussed in the webinar, we have mutually assured destruction economically at this point. So I don't see that as being viable. And I don't see this as a way for them to gain financial dominance by buying up the stock market. There's been no evidence of that either. Uh, so I don't see them making reparations. And I do not see them uh, being 
nefarious in their activities to the point where they purposely did that this to ruin the global economy for their own benefit. Uh, somebody asked me a very interesting uh, question also on carbon black, uh, pricing for carbon black in the future. At first, I thought you meant the software company, the, the, <laughs> the security um, firm, the, the cybersecurity firm. But then I realized that's not what you meant at all. I was talking to ISA. Uh, and I don't know. I have not done any uh, comparisons, forecasts to looking into carbon block, black, excuse me. Its use is obviously a rubber, tires, plastic, paint. So with the economy expanding in 21, there's increased demand. So you expect some carbon black uh, pressure, upward pressure in carbon black prices as we go through that time period. It's, uh, and as there's more petroleum refinery going on, there's just more happening uh, in the consumption end as well as the production end. It won't be a real steep rise, but nevertheless, logic would suggest that with increased demand would come some upward pressure in pricing. There is a, a thought that goes around, as one questioner brought out, that there's a <laughs> new normal afoot for businesses, all aspects, for employees, for markets, for products. That, uh, our way of life that we knew in the before is not going to return. Um, that's that's a intriguing thought. And as we have thought about it here at ITR, uh, there are various shades of, of opinion, but the reality is, I don't think so. I think what we're going to find is that this was relatively short-lived, and much like after 911, we will adjust. And we didn't stop flying, we didn't stop going into tall buildings, we didn't stop going out in public places after 911. And while this impacted more people, to be sure, um, I'm pretty sure that America will get past the trauma in fairly short order. We are naturally social beings. Uh, employees uh, can't all work from home, especially distributors and manufacturers. That's a really interesting trick. Your markets are not going to shift dramatically because the demand pulled from people and from businesses will not shift dramatically. How you go to markets? Well, you've already been doing more online. That's kind of a given. But you'll still need your face-to-face. -face. You'll still need your people part of that equation. So while we were trending more towards uh, digital uh, marketing and digital sales, um, everything that I read, see, and hear suggests that it's not nearly as far down the road as some people think. Uh, we're just going to keep going down that road, but not going to all of a sudden have uh, thrown a switch here because of that. And the products you sell are not going to change dramatically because they're the same products that were needed for people and for businesses and for life in the before. So I would not expect that you will find yourself having made a widget in the before that is no longer demanded and needed in the after. Um, that one, uh, I just can't get my mind wrapped around that would be. And lastly, there's the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar is uh, strong right now. And as long as there is fear in the world, then there's, the United States is going to come back and we're going to be back to uh, full recovery in, you know, before too long before other nations, before China, before Europe, uh, before Mexico. So as, as we are rebounding faster, that means that there's more demand for the dollar, more confidence and trust, and we remain a safe haven. So expect the dollar to remain on the strongest side, uh, like it is now, maybe uh, not much more, but neither you're going to see it slackening or weakening a lot just because recovery begins in other countries. Uh, they'll be a little behind. They'll be a weaker and that favors a stronger dollar.
that will help some, obviously, and that will hurt others, obviously, but it is what it is. I hope that you're able to take advantage of it. So overall, yes, it's a new world, but not that new. You will be needed. What you provide will be needed. And we're going back on track with forecasts as far as the 2020s go. Uh, First half gives you good opportunities. Second half, more opportunities, but in a shifting economic landscape with some inflation, higher interest rates uh, out there in the future, higher employee costs as we go forward. Other than that, I love the questions. I appreciated the questions, and I hope these answers can some, uh, will help you as you figure out your strategy for going forward, as you figure out the right way for you to get through the next quarter or two, for some through the early 21, and for others the middle of 21, if you're serving uh, some industries, and come out profitable on the other side. Uh, you have a good future. We just have to get from here to there. And I think you will enjoy the after. Thank you all very much. And I appreciate, again, being able to do the webinar and to be able to provide you these answers.